Okay, so we, this is section four that we did of the resonant science unified field theory thing module course thing. Yeah. yeah. So who else is taking it? Definitely leave some comments if you're, yeah, if you're if taking you that are. course and you're following through. How's it and going then, for you? So it's kind of like, what's the source of the energy that creates spin? And then it kind of goes into, goes again into like holograms and how, and how they're made, which actually I liked that video. That was pretty cool. Like it showed like how, you know, a hologram photo was made, like the, the different laser points. Did you see it? Look. Yeah. Funnily enough, I had actually watched that a few, maybe about a month ago. Sabino and I were talking about holograms and we, we sometimes we watch how things are made. So we watched that video before and I was like, oh, that, that is super cool. It seems like it's so high tech. You need all that. like Right. And I feel like those were around when I was a little kid. So I'm kind of going like, huh, I guess they must have known about those for a while and those are cool, but yeah. And how do they even figure out to do that with the two lights going? Anyway, like the two lights hitting that. Yeah, um, it's a really cool. Together. Um, it's a really cool little process. I actually kind of like that. And so I guess like I didn't realize that like hollow means the whole and the graph means image. So it's a whole image. So whole is present in every point. Right. So that, that's like I always just thought hologram was just what it's called. Didn't know that there was meaning behind why they called it that. So that's cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I like how I talked about like Mandelbot fract fractals, um, and that a fractal is a pattern that repeats itself at all scales. That was a nice little uh, definition for me of of fractal because like you know instinctually what it is, but it's nice to have it just sort of like okay defined out for you there. Right. Yeah. I like and this the, this print this Nassim calls it the hollow. Fr Hollow, fr hollow fractographic. Yeah, I thought that's that's kind of cute. Yeah, that's cool. and then so and then he goes into a bunch of like black holes are one of the most stable objects in the universe, and that basically protons are in Nassim Harriman's theory. Basically, protons are nanoscaled black holes. Like they're like just like, super little black holes, and the reason that the strong force isn't as strong is just because it's like ratio to its size you know mm -hmm. um of the black hole which is is cool and stuff it's just i don't know like i was even looking up like we've never actually observed black holes well right we just observe you mean you you're just observing like the um the results of them or what's around yeah, them i guess yeah. so you're just kind of i just feel like a lot of our understanding of black holes is still kind of theoretical so it's it's kind of interesting to be like or right, i'll take your theoretical theory and i'll add and an i'll and i'll up the ante and i'll add another twist to it and i'm just kind of going like <laughs> yeah okay maybe cool right it's all conceptualized right now yeah yeah i, I mean even there was a big focus in this one about how like the plonk or whatever is the smallest unit that we can measure currently yeah. and even in one of the videos like Nassim says like does he think that's the smallest thing out there no it's just right. what like right now in our instrumentation and like whatever like that's the smallest we can go to so it's like of, of this reality that's the unit we're going with right now mm -hmm. okay but so then he, he puts a lot of significance on our observable universe is like the same number ratio as the Planck is small or something you know but in 
like a, a positive negative. versus a negative thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of going like, yeah, I guess, but they just even came up with the, how big the observable universe was like this year. So, I mean, they, it, that's always an ever changing, like, I don't even know if this thing has been updated since they've, they've changed how big they think the observable universe is or, and isn't that all based on essentially our instrumentation? Yeah, but I think, I think that that, I think he mentions that point though. I think that that's not, it's not like that's not overlooked. He says within, within our observable. So, so I suppose that number would change. Yeah. But I don't, th would that matter really? Because then it would be to the something else, else degree negative. Right. I mean, I guess this whole thing is like just saying that the entire universe is like every single proton. I guess one of his big theories is his unified field theory is that every single proton, which is this little black hole or whatever, is a hologram or a holofractogram. So it's like it has every little tiny proton has all yes. the information of the entire universe, which is a right. pretty big all the memory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a pretty big statement. But I mean, I, 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 think that's true yeah and some point you know like i mean like that that's how it work that's how it work right i mean um yeah yeah well i i don't know i had i had some questions about um it, it, what you said just reminded me of how he was talking with the um with the fractals and said so there's like the the infinite is within the finite so if you take um a sphere or a circle and even if it's a sphere but and then draw an equilateral triangle within it um and then break it down i liked that visualization and that's where the fractals come from and then the mm -hmm. infinite would be within this finite so maybe the protons would be this the finite and maybe and then Are, the infinite would be uh, yeah i think he talked about how like even if you like if you like with the mandelbrot factual even if you started with one this this these sets of numbers and then you go infinitely small or infinitely large out or whatever you still are there's still some sort of um significance to where you're starting yeah well, that was, that was, that was a question I had. First of all, what was this, if, if he took the sphere or the proton, I guess I'm just adding proton right now, but let's say the circle as a starting point and, if, and he kind of compared it to the, to the big bang, if that was it, and then that was the finite point, And then everything within that is infinite. I was still thinking, why wouldn't we be able to go without, why wouldn't we be able to go beyond that? Like, why was that the finite point? What, what was, why was yeah. that the, the chosen point of reference? And why couldn't you go beyond that? That part I didn't understand. That was actually a question. Well, because like that. towards the end, like, um, it, it even like, like it was, this was in like 4.5.7. It was like the expansion of the universe could be directly, I can't read my own handwriting, uh, something, uh, could be so, I wish you could have written better Nikki uh, to the evolution of a self-organizing um, surface which is necessary to accomplish this learning and basically it's a it, it's basically saying that instead of the instead of instead of um, the typical um, one-shot big bang theory he says that like uh, it this leads to um, the universe learning about itself through continuous model of the universe or something so I guess they do kind of say that like actually there there isn't like a big bang one beginning it, this right. thing is always self-creating um which we kind of intuitively knew sure 
our yeah exactly but i still thought. didn't understand like i don't remember what it was 4.2.4 when he talks about explains infinity inside an infinite space so infinity inside an infinite space a finite space sorry oh, a finite, finite space, space yeah, yeah so, so why would so again i don't know yeah that is a weird concept because yeah because i can it, understand infinity and it's right in that sense but then like why would you choose this finite yeah space? why why limit it to the finite space or like why does it have to be in that finite so I guess because it's the hologram, because it can it can contain everything, and that. But then that is yeah. limited, isn't it? Like I don't I know. know. It, yeah, it's it's that's kind of that's kind of like a chicken egg, like a chicken yeah. egg. Um, well, I guess where science, I don't know, it kind of comes in where, where philosophy would come in, or contemplation, or the, you know, theor <laughs> theoreticizing, or anything but really you know i i don't know i don't know are there actually scientific answers to that i don't know you know and that's the thing like well that's where i that's where i get hung up because i'm not a math or science person so i was like yeah it's a lot well and even when i don't know i kind of i kind of feel like um sometimes like all the science and the math stuff is just it's kind of like um this is a feeling, so it means probably nothing. But you know, this happened to me after 9-11 when we, they always talked about like, oh, Al-Qaeda and um, like all these different warring fractures, fract, fract, fractions or something in the Middle East and weapons of mass destruction and all stuff. And I would read a news article and I'd be like, this is like Greek. It's just like, I literally can be reading Greek. And like, I, and that's, I, I do kind of sometimes feel like it's just like, let's make this so super complicated so that everybody feels like it's above their head and they don't really know what's going on. But we're just picking like random stuff out of the ether to like, you know, to we're, we're basing our number on this thing. This is how we're going to measure the speed of light, the constant speed of light. And then that's going to be because we, we've picked this arbitrary number that we're going to use for that. Then we're going to be able to base all of the universe off of this one equation. It's, it, you know, they, and they're like, oh, no, your equation's wrong. Even in this one, he like tries to E equals MC squared. He's like, oh, but we can change that formula to E being the E of the proton, the energy of the proton equals, and then he like, you know, tweaked a couple of extra things with the MC squared or something. And you're kind of going like, okay, because he was saying that mass increases with acceleration. So, you mm -hmm. know, mass is not a constant. Um, right which is actually that makes sense you know and so then whatever but you're just kind of going like I, am i is that gonna am i, am I gonna actually go in sometime about oh, okay let's do e equals mc squared okay i'm gonna start start calculating stuff that then equals i don't know whatever i come up with a flying car i don't i don't know i don't really feel <laughs> I don't, I don't, do, I know, I, do i have a flying car at the end right of like <laughs> like i kind of like does it work in my practical 3d reality or is it all just like we're theoretically playing around with each other on like it's like a little video game like ooh, and i can i can do this formula really i could do this one i don't well, know i could i i did like i think that he tries to 
bring that point out a little bit in his own community when he said that if you watch the video, I don't remember what section it was in, but when he, when he was talking um, how he was at a, like a conference with all with colleagues, obviously, and he was uh, and uh, oh, and he brings the up balloon. the question like the balloon, right? And who is this guy that's blowing this balloon? You know, and all these like little things are stuck on the outside of this balloon, and everyone just looks at him like, oh no, you just you're just talking. Oh, you're starting to talk about God now, so we can't have that or something right. that's beyond their explanation, which is important to talk about because it's like okay well if you're at what point do you have to bring into this factor like well who's causing this what is actually causing this all all everything after that yeah and i and that, that is the whole notion of expertise like in, in our society when we give certain people expertise which not that they don't warrant it in some cases but it it also leads to other people fearing questioning things because like i just i'm not an expert on this so i don't know right 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 well, I mean, here we are, you have more of a science background than I do, but here we are taking this, decided to take this course because we're interested in it and because we think that, yeah, there's some, there's something to it. There is something to this whole, mm -hmm. I don't know, holographic universe or to the, the fractals and as above as below. We just intuitively know that or have just found it for ourselves and our own discoveries. So it's, so it's interesting to us. And so, so we are yeah. looking for that. And it is kind of cool that it, it is putting some of that together in like a non-crazy way. Not that our right. way was crazy, but just like in a, in a way that you could kind of even, um, you know, read through it or read yeah yeah kind of really spill out how it got to that um and yeah. then they do go in again a lot about how you know bringing back the ether and about how space is a unit and it's not empty at all and that uh basically yeah. it's a vacuum full of energy and that everything comes, that. uh to contact with its electromagnetic fields repelling each other so that was so like all atoms are resisting merging which i liked that I visualization that. And I was thinking like, oh, actually that makes a lot of sense. Cause it's basically like, if you think about your entire body as like all these little tiny atoms and like, instead of them like being one or merging into each other, they're like, they're all kind of like the opposite ends of the, are the, yeah. the same ends of the magnet, like keeping each other, like all into a space that you are that I think that's kind of beautiful, like visualization. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and all, yeah, well, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and even he says that at absolute zero, they're still, um, they like, they think that everything back. slows down and then like it just like, ceases to exist or something, but like, no, it's like actually at, at, at absolute zero, there's still electromagnetic vibrations, which um, have even more massive energy. So that's, that's cool. So that means that space. Well then, yeah, but, the, but they said, the other thing was they couldn't even really get to, to absolute zero. So absolute no. zero is just, it's, it's just, just right theory. outside of, yeah, it's just right outside of absolute zero. So yeah. That's and it's saying that uh, space time uh, not only connects everything, it is everything. So, and like the yeah. ether, they call it the void, the energy, the, even the spirit or whatever. And like, yeah, I, like, I'm like, okay. And that has bought, like, we had talked about this in, in previous models, which they, they even talk about how, it was really a shame when they removed the ether from, uh -huh. from science in general because we're all kind of going like, wait, this can't be in nothing. And like, like we talked about our last roundtable discussion we had with our friends is that like, like I was kind of like, does nothingness actually exist? Right. You know, isn't nothingness something? Yeah. Nothing yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I liked the the quantum the quantum entanglement, which isn't a new concept, but anyway, that's that's pretty cool. That that goes back to how 
however how this really makes sense because something that you're that, that you're doing on this side of the world could actually have an effect and they've proved that that something has changed on the other side of the world so that to me kind of just sums it up like oh okay well if we've already proved that and we've seen that happen with twins or with yeah um, yeah like energy and protons and whatever <laughs> then like they they showed the example of the lightning um like yeah. right basically that like hit the um let the satellite but it was on the other oh, side yeah. you know yeah that, that was, was so of, cool yeah yeah the satellite really right because cool. you're like wow all this energy you never really think about that all this energy that's like lightning hitting the ground but it's actually going out right and it created that was kind of weird that it created antimatter like this yeah. so like a like a particularly strong lightning strike created antimatter that went into like the stratosphere and then hit satellite and then went back so and they've seen that example like four times. I thought that was kind of interesting. So did it go back because it hit the, the satellite? That's yeah, I think I kind of felt like it went back because of the visualization of like the apple core, like of the stratosphere. Uh, so it was right. almost like it, it hit it and then it went back. I don't know. I, not, I, I It wasn't like it directly went back from the same position it came from. Yeah, maybe it not. It just yeah. went around the field and like, yeah. you know, echoed back yeah. somehow. I, I right. don't know. But so, and I also thought it was really valuable for them to show us like, um, so like the proton is so small that like the, they gave you like a video of like vi ways to visualize that. But it was saying that um, if a proton was as big as a grain of sand, it would be, it would be basically inside the earth. Like that's Isn't how- that crazy? I love yeah. that visual. So within an atom- like the proton is as small as one grain of sand is in the earth. So you're kind right. of going like, what? You know, um, so yeah. that one was kind of like, oh, that helps me. And then the plank is even, even, smaller. even smaller than that. Like, you know, so who even knows? Um, which makes me whole other question go like, how have they ever measured the, this? And how have they ever measured a plank? A plank? That would be nice to know, to, to know some, some of the equipment that's used and how, what kind of, yeah, what kind of equipment is used? Is it electronic? Is it right? Like, Are you getting a visual sense of it or is it like you're, you're measuring it based on the reaction of something, something else. else around yeah. it? Or, right. Can you, you actually know, see? That's the thing so. with, um, I think it's the electron, right? They've never actually seen an electron. It's just yeah. one of them. I don't know if it's the proton, neutron, like, I think it must be the electron. They, like it's, it's in theory. It's they've, ever, they've, they just know right because when you look at it it moves no yeah it's never yeah you're only seeing it like peripherally kind of is that right or i guess it's sort of like the in, I, that's why i kind of thought the electron might have been like the internal or the 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 atoms um black hole just because it can't be observed it can only just like what is what you what you're observing is how things react around it or in relation yeah. to yeah I don't know. I have to like go back and re that's the thing with all these terms and definitions, like some of them just like don't stick in my brain. I have to like re every time I, I think about the thing, I'm like, okay, like, wait, let me look up this thing. What does this thing look like? What True. Is but you're talking about, you're talking about terms that these are people with PhDs that have been studying it for decades of their life. And we're just like, all right, let's do a series. <laughs> <laughs> and right. some of these terms are new, you know, I mean, I've kind of maybe heard Planck in, in passing. And then I was like, I had to go back and read it and look for other definitions for it to really kind of get it at the beginning. And then it was used throughout. So then the last few modules, so I was like, yeah, okay, now I get it. I mean, the last few sections of the module. But anyway, yeah, there's the, those the terms. It's like, well, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to speak about because we're not coming from that position. 
Yeah, it is. And it's, and it's also, I, there was also some terms that I'm like, wait, I'll be like, wait, what? Like, see, here's, here were some of my what questions. One, something it said something about like the total mass of all protons in, in the universe is like, I, I mean, they're all the same. So like the volume mass within each individual proton, proton is equal. So mm. I'm like, wait, what? How does that work then? Is it just the amount that collect that make a weight of something? Like, um, well, that, and then, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then all is made of these little Planck vacuum oscillating oscillators that are collectively organizing. So like, that's what matter is. Um, and I'm kind of going like, okay, but then, then that kind of makes you go like, well, how does it decide what form to take? Like, like what, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, how do you, how does any, any individual, same thing with differentiation within cells where it's like, mm -hmm. how does this, these cells are just like, they are hologram in, in the terms of like, every cell in your body information, the DNA is imprinted in it and it has all the information of your entire body. But like, how does this cell know to be a fingertip cell and this cell right. know to be a nose cell and this one an eyelash cell? Like how, like, exactly. like they, even though all of the, all of them have all the information of the whole that is you, like, how does it know which one to do at any time? And like, I kind of wonder like, how does an atom know or decide if, if it's all, if every proton is of equal hmm. mass. I feel like it goes back to our, our, our consciousness conversation or our communication yeah. between those things because, and then consciousness, because other, that's true. How would it know? Yeah. So it's like, the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, oh, and I also, um, oh, well, I have a couple other notes, but, um, like, yeah, I was kind of like, wait, lightning creates antimatter? What? Like, what, what is antimatter really again? Like, right. how does that work? And like, wait, what? How That's do they what know I was, I was like, oh, no, antimatter. <laughs> this came up last time. I was like, oh, and no. I'm going like, how do they know it's antimatter? It looked like matter to me. It's like, I thought antimatter was the absence of matter. But then I, you know, I don't know. So that one is to be looked upon into further. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah because they left it like left it there well yeah lightning. they're just like here's a cool video of lightning that shows you antimatter you're like right you're like okay. oh wait the same and then antimatter was dropped after that it wasn't talked about again yeah. i was like wait could we go that? i thought the same thing i was like wait i'm actually i was happy that we <laughs> i was like i don't think you're I like, no. antimatter. you're already <laughs> having enough trouble with the black holes don't put right exactly yeah. Exactly. Um, wait, there was something. Oh, this is just related to lightning. But I, I saw recently it was it was recorded. Well, it, it made news now, but it was apparently maybe late 2018, maybe December. It was the longest lightning bolt ever recorded in the planet it was over like 400 miles long. Holy cow, 400 miles. That's like huge. That's huge. Where was it? I think it, I want to say South America. Oh my gosh. I was going to send you the link and I don't know why I didn't. I was like, oh, well, it's kind of old news. I was like, it's from 2018. I mean, it's, yeah, 2018. Still, that I know. Crazy. I know. I'll go find it. Was I'll it go videoed? find it. I sent it. No, it was like a, it was a picture of it. It was a picture of it. I said, okay. I, I'll send it to you. We'll include it. But yeah. Anyway, that must have sent up a lot of antimatter. I wonder. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to see a Sprite, you know, like the Sprite is like, I don't know. I've heard different things where it's like, it's, it's where the lightning goes, like it hits down, but it also is such a powerful volt that it 
goes up as well into this mm. to the stratosphere and it charges our electromagnetic you know so something cool. in our atmosphere it charges um so like it's actually very important like electrical storms are important for the health of the earth and right that's, so that's kind of interesting to me because like we can't regulate that like that she that's her own self-regulation like that's yeah yeah that's pretty so, cool yeah so i always think that's weird when they want to mess with weather like with these absolutely uh, other programs you're kind of going like mm, yeah weather is kind of it needs yeah. not to be messed with they're like yeah figure it out yeah okay so then it talks about how like the strong force isn't um like the basically the strong force is actually gravity um which is acting at a, at a like super small level or whatever and it, you're kind of this reminded me of um, the electric theory, which is um, the electric universe theory, which is a whole other group of people who have their own um, ideas of how the universe is working, which is very cool. Um, I like I like their um, actually I'll send you some of these videos that they have. They're really cool. But their their whole their this one guy named like Wall Thornton or something, he says that basically there's only instead of four forces like strong force weak force electromagnetic and whatever gravity or whatever he says there's only one force in the world we just are labeling it different things because it's acting in different ways based on um like you know what its mm. stimuli is but it's all one force and so i think that's kind of interesting that here we've never really completely totally understood gravity and there's people who are starting to like debunk it in general i think that's kind of interesting mm-hmm yeah, I've, I've 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 heard a little bit about that with the debunking of of um, gra gravity, but yeah, I don't know. But I think that I feel like in some ways that might still fall under unified field theory. Yeah, well, I mean, we still have two more modules, so we'll see how it it puts the forces and stuff all together. I mean, like this says like like Nassim's big find is that is the source of the spin of the proton, the which, spin, right. which I was like, okay, cool. And maybe it was some of the math that I skipped over. Cause I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> it, like, I don't know, but I, I, I'm kind of thinking, um, uh, all right, well, that's the big find. Like, how did you, how do you define that find? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote down one of his quotes. Everything has spin, spin has to be included. And maybe some of the fundamental forces that, create our reality the force that produces spin is from changes in density okay cool yeah i mean and i and i watched a lot of like the the tornado videos and stuff that they had in there or they, they had like a couple of videos of the vortexes like or whatever the going in the water what do you call oh, those yeah whirlpools uh, funnels yeah i guess Funnel things. that's so weird i wonder like where they're going like you know they just kind of right 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 and they dissipate kind of at the end yeah and they kept they kept on bringing up how like the object of the mass increases when its acceleration nears the speed of light and i'm i, I like that's cool how do they figure i mean i guess they, they've measured that too I, I would like to know how they measure that that's cool oh and then the other thing is that i have a plasma ball like from when i was eight years old i still have it in my room i love it um it's still it doesn't work like when you it doesn't work like just always but it has the one function that works on it is the there's like a constant motion and then there's a, a vibration motion so at, when i turn it to the vibration motion it still works so like basically if i like make noise around it or tap the table it's on or 
if I listen to music really loud, it like will start pumping with the music. So I'm like, yeah, it still works. It's cool. But I had never known that it could like light up light bulbs and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to try that. It reminded me of Tesla's stuff. I was wondering if some of oh, his cool. stuff came from that with Tesla with the light bulbs. But um, but then I was thinking it still needed electricity, right? So that I was I was wondering I was like, okay, so this plasma ball is plugged in, and then they're using those you know like uh, mercury lights or whatever oh, fluorescent yeah. lights, yeah, to like light up this light, and that was cool. But I was like, there was still a source of electricity, right? Like, yeah, I mean, because the plasma it's ball source. itself yeah. is is plugged in, but yeah, but it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try that, though. I'm going to try my own experiment with my plasma ball, trying to light my fluorescent light bulbs. We'll see if that works. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should totally try it. And I also like the other thing with the uh, with the penny on top and like, you yes, can get exactly. You get a little little zap. I'm going to try that, too. I'm going to. <laughs> and they're like, you only get a little burn that'll last a good day. I'm like, worth it. <laughs> You know, all right. You I'll try totally that. Totally do that. That's your experiment, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did the Emoto. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Water experiment. I'm going to do the electrocution experiment. Which, by the way, I've been electrocuted a couple times. It is not fun. Well, what do you mean, like electrocuted? Like I stuck a here to tell about knife it, so what in a toaster in college because I was trying to get this bagel out. I'm an idiot, whatever. And, it, and, and so it, my, what happened? my hand like, like went like, it went like this and like my hand like got like, eh, I couldn't, I couldn't move it no matter what. And like, I was like, ah, and like, there was just like this jolts going oh up my plate and it felt like it was horrible. And then I, what I ended up doing was intentionally falling back. Like that's the only way I could get my hand to like, uh, cause your oh muscles my like freeze, you can't do anything. And, uh, and oh, even my shit. arm was so hurt. I was just like shaking. I mean, like it was, ooh, it was bad. I was. Oh my God. That is yeah. so crazy. I can't believe that. And then I plugged in something not too long ago. I plugged in like an Apple charger, like a, like a iPhone charger into the wall and it was like, and got like a thing. Ooh. Yeah. In a hotel room. I wonder um, why that happened. Were you wet? Like, why would that have happened? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember where I was. I wasn't wet and neither was the charger, but it could have been like, like a lot of humidity. And I, I, I have no idea. They could have done some really weird, funky wiring in this hotel. I'm yeah, I don't know, maybe. but it was, it was Sounds uh, like ungrounded wires. Yeah. Something went on and I was like, geez, but yeah, it, 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 um, cause like, I always used to like the feeling like when people would go down slides when I was a kid, I would touch them cause I liked the shock feeling. Other kids would be like, ah! and I'd be like <laughs> like I mean that was bad oh you been. mean like oh yeah like from static electricity yeah like when my siblings and stuff would go down the slide I'd oh, always yeah. touch them at the end like to right 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 that's okay. like, like yeah I used to like rub my my feet on the rug like carpet and do that yeah and I liked that feeling like that little spark I was like ooh, I thought it felt cool but like no being electrocuted does not feel cool no. Oh my goodness. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh, and then the last thing that he talked about that um, was the flower of life being the, the fundamental structure of the universe, which is cool. I like that. And I could see that within like how basically space isn't empty at all. It's basically all these little electrical, electromagnetic protons everywhere. And then mm -hmm. the structure of them basically looks like the flower of life. That's really cool. I just hope that this doesn't all end up being a way for us to buy one of his crystal necklaces. 
I don't know, but I want one of those crystal necklaces. So <laughs> I, I hope that it's not because I do want one. I've always wanted one. I think the prices have come down a bit, but anyway. Well, it used to be like a thousand dollars or something. Oh no, they're still there. I think I just saw one for fifteen hundred. But they, I've seen like some of the top ones are like forty nine thousand dollars. Like they're ridiculously expensive. Okay, well, I hope it's not some Scientology thing where it's like basically <laughs> like I bought this crystal. depending on the level of, of crystal that you buy. This is how you will know the unified field theory forever. <laughs> right. Yeah, the space memory thing was pretty cool. I, I, um, and it just I just wrote here that that reminds me of blockchain. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know nothing about either one of these things, but somehow it reminds me of blockchain. And the reason why I did was because according to blockchain, like all of these, um, like, like nothing is ever lost all nothing can ever be rewritten, you can only add upon it. So this memory, this space memory is like the same thing. It's never really lost. So it can't be erased. Yeah, it just, can't be okay. erased. Nothing can be er erased. That was yeah. the connection I had between that. Um, and what else? I actually didn't even know that about blockchain. So thank you for telling me that because I was wondering how they were secure stuff. And then that makes more sense. So you can never erase like your record. Because my whole thing with, with crypto was always just like, yeah, but what if they just are like, oh, you did? You did have a million dollars? No, you didn't. Yeah, no, they can't. That's the thing with blockchain. That's the, that's the joy of it. You can always follow the chain um for good or bad i guess but anyway that that yeah so the whole memory thing so it's never like once something is it's never not yeah i feel like that's how the akashic records would yes yeah. right and all of the, this um yeah just a, the final thought thing about this section was that i was looking forward to i'm glad that it started going into the flower of light and the geometry and the this the the geometry of I guess of space. Yeah, the Fibonacci sequence and all that. Creation. Yeah. Yeah, all that. And I'm excited to see how that's gonna play out because I think it gets into depth more in the fifth and sixth unit. So stick around. Yes, do indeed. <laughs> Join us Whoa. back. We're gonna finish this course come hell or high water. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, cool. That sums Bye. that up. Cool.